evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trolls of the Teuton Bridges podcast. My name is Greg Dykes, and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. Last time, our group of intrepid adventurers met with not only one, but two, even three of the merchant princes which they need to persuade to help them both in their plight with the Order of the Gauntlet and in their own personal quest to stop the nefarious death curse. And now, we are about to engage in a little bit of betting at the Colosseum. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, you can find us all over the social medias at T-O-T-T-T-B-Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B-Podcast. But I invite you now to join us for adventure! Percival Silverlight. Ah, give the people what they want, they say. It would seem in Portnianzaru that that would be fighting in the Colosseum. We are meeting three of the merchant princes here. Jobel, merchant prince of guides. Akene, merchant prince of weapons, canoes and travelling gear. And of course, our good friend Wakanga. Jobel has spoken to us at length about his guides of the jungle, and we have learnt much about Akene's right to Princeton. But possibly not how to pronounce her name correctly. Enki? Akene? Uh, uh, anyway. Adventure! Alright, last week we left off in the Colosseum, in the gold box of Jobel. I didn't really mention it last time, I don't think, but the gold box in question is Jobel's gold box. We had had some conversation, both the conversation you finished up in Jasmine's Garden, where you guys decided on which reward you were going to take from her, and had a quick conversation with her daughter, um, who confirmed possibly some suspicions that you had that Jasmine was suffering from the Death Curse. You had returned to the Temple of Severas to find that Zitembe was away. Zitembe had not been able to consult the guides with regards to the Soulmonger, but had offered the, uh, by the sounds of things, unique possibility for the party to actually witness the consultation with the guides later this evening, should you be interested. Following that, you then headed on to the Colosseum for lunch with Jobel. Mm-hmm. and found the man himself, Jobel, Wakanga, and uh, Ekene, who is, uh, that's the actual pronunciation for uh, for the Merchant Prince's name, Ekene. Rather than Enke. Rather than Enke, yes. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was wrong. <laughs> and you had spoken with Jobel, who had introduced you. I say introduced. He had rattled off the list of guides that were under his payroll in Portney and Zaro. And you guys should still have the handouts for each of them. Before we get to that, however, you had 
just got to the end of that particular part of the conversation. And as I say, the fighting is still going on below because of course the Colosseum is currently entertaining. There are people fighting in the pit below you. And whilst Jobel has just rattled off this list of guides, he has also told you that Azon, his uh, right-hand man, is confident, is more than happy to help you with finding these people and facilitating introductions. However, I got the impression that there was more you guys wanted to talk about. And of course, uh, it's up to you guys what you guys actually want to do next. Um, so the queen would probably quite like to speak to... What, how do you pronounce her name again? It's a- Akene. Akene. There Akene. Uh, Akene, uh, because Akene is the merchant prince of um, things like transport, so canoes, boats, um, as well as weapons. So mm-hmm. that would be useful, being that we don't have a boat. Um, we, we, we need a boat. <laughs> yeah. We, we should yeah. be in need of a ship. I mean, yes. <laughs> well, I, I, one, one thing that is probably worth thinking about is that Although we need money to be doing the um, the actual expeditions out into the jungle, it could actually be worth our time just to say, well, look, do you want to help us out and give us a, a boat for a bit? We'll, like, loan us a boat and we'll go do some stuff for you as well. You bring us a boat as an investment and we'll bring you back treasure. If we yeah. find any. Mm. Yeah. Um, can't guarantee dragon turtles won't ruin it, but, you know... We'll see what we do. Um, yeah. <laughs> is it worth inviting Akene to maybe have lunch with us tomorrow and chat with her then? So that way she's away from Jobel as well, who's a bit of a downer with um, helping anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Right. So and uh, she's a bit more chipper and, mm. and cool. We can chat with her about boats and about if she knows of any work or anything extra that we could do to help her. And that way it's separate. We're not doing it in front of Wakanga. We're not doing it in front of Jobel. And, you know, yeah. you've... Yeah, you sort of you've asked Jobel in front of the other two. I'd say, yeah, you can you can certainly if you want to you can roll a persuasion. She, you know, it's not that she doesn't do anything with her time. You know, there is an element of trying to persuade her to you know give you the time of day. I haven't exactly got like a weekly schedule for any of the merchant princes. Um, I just I do not know. Um, so uh, I'm sure so they yeah. Will email you their uh, roses every week. Do you know what? It would be lovely if they did, but they don't. <laughs> so if you're wanting to sort of uh, meet her separately, I would like you to roll a persuasion. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yep, yeah. Kenny seems more than happy to accept you guys. Uh, certainly, your tales of your bravery in Melar's throat the other night. In fact, last night. All, the, all of this is blowing into one. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You can tell that it has, uh, it's endeared you to her. So she's more than willing to receive you tomorrow if you wish to discuss potential business or the furnishing. Especially, as I sort of assume, Siliqui, you sort of said there about potentially arranging a canoe or something with her. Yeah, and if she knows of any jobs or if she has any jobs herself that she would need doing, you know, we can talk about all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ikene has a think and ponders on it and, you know, says to you, you know, quite honestly, that right now, no, she, she cannot think of anything in particular that she requires adventurers for, but she will, you know, she will have a think and perhaps a chat with her husband tonight. And uh, if you guys wanted to pop in tomorrow to have a chat with her on her own, she might be able to come up with something. Sounds super. And where should we meet tomorrow? Where would you like to end? Tomorrow I shall be... Bear with me, I'll just find out where she'll be. I thought you said that you didn't have a schedule. <laughs> he's, he's I do, but it's a, it's a random one. 
Oh, it's called it's, dice. It's what's happening. Yeah. It's yeah. called <laughs> dice, yes, and I've just realised I rolled the wrong dice for it as well. Um, <laughs> ah. She says tomorrow she will actually be helping her son training with his dinosaur at the dino dens. So if tomorrow Ooh. you wanted to come down to uh, Tiriki Anchorage, which is down here, Ooh, just so you guys can see it. Oh, right, right at the bottom. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right yeah. Down okay. Here. Yeah. Yep. She gives you the direction saying, you know, the, the gate out to, out towards Tiriki Anchorage. You go past there and you find the paddocks where they keep all the dinosaurs. It'd be lovely to see a dinosaur being trained. It's um, fascinating. She sort of smiles and says to you, yes, Shoshin and his beast are closely affiliated. It takes it takes a long time to build up that trust, but if, like Shoshin, you manage to train them from young, they get to, they get to trust you. Well, as much as you can trust a dinosaur, of course. I mean, do, do you think that uh, you could do the same with uh, maybe an axe beak? And I just kind of look over to Zibby, wink. An axe beak? Yes. Well, it's, it would be unusual. Axe beaks are known to be difficult creatures to tame, but, um, but if I uh, guess... What if the person taming is difficult as well? <laughs> I think that would make for a. I think that would make for an interesting relationship between the two. Is this merely theory, or are you are you talking from some practical sense, Mister Silverlight? Um, I, I mean, essentially, yes. It is. It is experience. I think our friend Zibi has uh, a, a chicken goujon following him around. Yes. Yes. It was a rescue. We, uh, it was hu- a, hu- a humane thing. We, we helped it. Now it's a rescue, and it's quite taken by CB. I, it's, it's, <laughs> she's currently waiting for me at the bar. <laughs> she's waiting for me at the bar. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's sta- she's stable. Yeah. Uh, she's stable where we're staying. So somebody's looking after that. Oh, brilliant. Well, as I say, the uh, axe beaks can be difficult to train, but uh, you could certainly speak with Shoujen or uh, or perhaps even one of the handlers under Ifan's command. Perhaps one of them will be able to show you some tips, but uh, to be fair, most of them are, are as I say, they're, they're skilled with dinosaurs, not necessarily axe beaks, but I'm sure you'd be able to find somebody that would help you out at least. And worst comes to worst, you could always sell her to Ifan if you wanted her off your hands. That's a lot of chicken nuggets. <laughs> Percival, don't talk about Polly that way. <laughs> oh, I was, I was meaning, I mean gold. Hmm. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> I catch you coming anywhere near Polly with, with that mayonnaise. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Chicken salad, I think it's called. All three of the merchant princes look, well, maybe not so much Wakanga, who's already heard of this, but the, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they look very concerned. Just like, approach up with what? What? What is this? <laughs> what is this mayonnaise you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> is this what's in this sandwich you've just... I presume, Silica, you've just been way? handing out sandwiches. <laughs> no, well, if, if it didn't look like there wasn't much of a spread, and I might have offered. <laughs> no, I better be still hungry. It's, uh, so, in terms of food, because I know that is a very important aspect for you guys. Um, uh, so... <laughs> It's not like a full-on like lunch is being served to them. There is a small bar that can do drinks, which, by the way, if you'd wanted drinks while you were here, the first round was on Jobel, but if you had wanted any further drinks beyond that, it would be... Uh, let me just see here. I did write it down. I'll just double-check, just in case I accidentally overcharge you. It is actually five silver pieces per drink, or one gold piece for a special spice drink. Uh, a special which spice is drink? 
Indeed. Remember the fugu? What's the special spice. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> I'm not sure I want a glass rimmed with fugu. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yes. How many hours have we got before um, we have to be with Grandfather's Assembly? Quite a few. Gary told you that he would be back a few hours before sunset. It's still sort of just past midday-ish. Uh, so, by my reasoning, you have got time to do something else in the city before you go to the temple in in order to have time so you could either spend the rest of your time here at the Colosseum where as I say there are fights going on until later in the evening and if you wanted you could potentially you know maybe play some bets maybe with the uh, maybe with the prince on some of the outcomes of the fights if that interested you guys uh, you could continue obviously just talking to the princes you know plying them for whatever information mm. you'd like to try and get from them or if you wanted to go out into the city and do something else um obviously there's a few different things that can present themselves there's finding other guides there's finding other merchant princes essentially i'd say you've got like time to go and do something else and then kind of have to head to the temple uh siliqui would probably quite like to sit and watch some of the fighting and to have a bet we do need to make some money we do and i also Mm. want to see how jable reacts if we're gambling or betting, because he's a gambling mm, man. Indeed. Um, if you were to mention it, it's certainly something that Jogal is quite interested in, and he's not a big gambler. It's sort of, you get the sense that you'd have to tease that out of him, maybe. Oh, what does anybody else want to do? Actually, sir. Um. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten you were a monkey, yes. Again. Yeah. <laughs> How can you forget he's a monkey? Um, I would. Uh, I think I would also like to stay and watch some of the fights because we discovered last week he's a he's a big fan of the pit fighting and mm-hmm. uh, hasn't had a chance to watch much recently. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not gambling too much, but uh, maybe chat a bit more with uh, with Enki if she's if she's there because obviously she knows all the the local stables and the mm, uh, the local yeah. fighters etc. Mm. Right. Where do you stand on uh, on gambling, Zibby? <laughs> I have not got a problem with gambling. Um, well, I don't think I do anyway. <laughs> so you've not lost a lot then? <laughs> not recently, no. Yeah, um, fair enough. I, I did used to know a few people uh, briefly who uh, had lost quite a lot gambling and uh, they tended to regret it quite a lot. Especially after I'd been to say hello. What, you're a debt collector? Uh, you remember this discussion that we had about uh, my previous um, career choices? And that was um, along these lines, then? Um, well, they didn't used to call me the hammer for nothing. I thought it was because you had a hammer. I mean, call me stupid. I, I did have a hammer, but I tended to use it to hit people with... No... Um, so no real change there. <laughs> no, just a, just a change on the people that I hit, I suppose. No, I guess. <laughs> that makes sense. I, t- I tend to pick people who deserve it rather than people who um, possibly didn't deserve it. But it has to be different than, like, say, a, um, you know, a hired hand where you just belt anyone. At least people who have done bad or deserve it is... Um, I don't think that's always a bad thing. I mean, obviously, they need to deserve it. And, um, you know, I don't believe in merciless killing for nothing, but... Um, merciless killing for nothing? Should always charge. I think <laughs> if somebody's been a great big, like, 
shithead, then they should always be bashed or told what for. I mean, that's that's very true, yes. I'm not sure where I stand on merciless killing for nothing. No, I... Uh... Hey, not for nothing, no. <laughs> we should at least get a sandwich out of it. Well, I get a little bit um, heebie-jeebies from Jessamine with that. It's more like, um, you know, just killing for money without any care. It's one thing, like, giving somebody a little bit of a roughing up, a light smack or something, but actually killing somebody is quite different. I, I don't think we should be the ones choosing who lives and dies. I think that's down to a god or to... Uh, whatever you believe in, but I don't think it's down to another person. Yes, but, but, Siliqui, I've seen you beat the crap out of people. I will beat the crap out of people if they piss me off or if they get in my way, but at the same time, I um, I won't kill them for nothing. Okay, the undead, I don't class them as people. They're things, they're... they're... Undead are people too. There's a whole movement about it. No, they're not. They don't think. They try and just eat and scratch and... Yeah, I, I don't count them the same as people. It's one thing if somebody had um, uh, been brought back to life, but they weren't undead. That's one thing. They are still a person. But when they're just undead zombie guy, that's not the same. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, the undead are like furniture. You sit on them? You can do. I stood on them. <laughs> Footrests. Uh, okay, what, gotcha. What, what I mean is they're just things. I agree. And things are not necessarily important. I agree, especially when they're things that are willing to do merciless killing on anything in front of them as well. They're, um, no, they, uh, they're not good. Mind you, some of the people I used to know, if they went around shouting brains, they go very hungry. <laughs> Present company accepted, obviously. <laughs> look, Was looks, it after look, a few pints? Look, looks, looks at Siliqui and just sort of like winks manically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? Um, what's um, what's Rana doing at this point? Rana's not paying much attention to the conversation. He's quite intently watching the fighting below. He's sort of bobbing up and down on like the little hills of his feet, using his tail to keep balance. He's, he's he's sort of on the shield, and he's sort of leaning forward with one hand on the top of his head, looking over his head, uh, <laughs> watching the fighting, making sort of interested squeaking noises. So, so soft little ooky noises like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, and then, and then, occasionally he he, he picks up a peanut. That's actually quite good. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, occasionally, occasionally he, he picks up a peanut and uh, has a munch. So yeah, gets it all purple. Yeah. As you're looking, as you're looking down to the arena, you uh, you see that there is currently a melee going on in which it seems after a few moments of sort of watching them you realise that there is something of a pattern in that there appears to be two teams that seem to be fighting for control of the arena area. Mm -hmm. One team appear to have little strips of cloth bound mostly on the arm to indicate which team they're on because you can see that there are a number of pink armbanded fighters fighting together against blue armbanded fighters. Is it pink or is it light red? It's a light red, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lightish red. It's an off red. Sa salmon, <laughs> salmon red. Yeah. <laughs> shark red, shark red. Look, I got a random colour generator, all right? It gave me pink. <laughs> I like the ones in pink. <laughs> um, also, can I quickly ask as well, mm -hmm. just, I'm just remembering something. Um, yep. Rana, how long can you stay um, in one oh, yeah. form? How many hours? 
I can stay. At, I actually need to look it up. Um, <laughs> I just remember, like, I can't, I can't you sat there, the and all of a sudden, Rana becomes Rana on top of uh, on top of Zibby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Zibby. Zibby's um, monkey is a uh, shape changer. He's actually a monkey. <laughs> so, um, Wild shape ends after X hours. X being half your druid level per number of uses you consume, um, oh, wow. consuming one instance each time. Okay. So technically, currently two hours. Uh, yeah, two hours per use, and I'm on my first use. You are, no, was, you're on your second, because you? you were no, a snake. No, you're on your second. Yeah. Oh, you're right, I was yeah. a snake. Yeah, so, you are yeah. on your second, so, yeah. So in which case, it would be doing two hours from the point we uh, entered the Colosseum. <laughs> so how long have we been in the Colosseum? I would say you've been in there about at least half an hour, maybe an hour. Okay. Oh, you're... I, not an hour and like 45 minutes. Not an hour and 45 minutes, Yeah, we no. just need to make sure we leave in about 45 minutes. Just to make sure nothing crazy goes on with Rana. You never what, know. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Suddenly, a semi-naked tribal man appears on top of his head. Just um, <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you going to explain that one? <laughs> it's never happened to me before. <laughs> no, my my brother had one back in the war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mother yes. used to get one every couple of weeks when her head ached it's terrible I so have heard I've heard lots of stories about your mother <laughs> that's enough of that you <laughs> okay so ha- where are Ekeni and Wakanga where are they sat are they sat is there a gap between them or are they what no what's the so Ekene is sat in a straight back chair closest to the edge of the gold box looking down into the fight uh, this whole time even though she's turned to talk to you guys she's clearly more interested in watching the fights Jobal has been sat on a reclined chair and Wakanga is on a slightly more it's not a it's not a chaise lounge um, but it is a much more comfortable looking chair than the one Ekene is in and to be honest space wise they're across the box from each other in my mind, um, but there's so still not quite a far away from each other. A, a fair distance, yeah. Remembering that these boxes aren't particularly wide, they're you know maybe like at max twenty five feet wide, maybe. That's still fairly wide. I, I was thinking that I was just that if they were sat sort of fairly close together, I would sit in the middle of them both, so I could talk to them both. But if um, they're far enough apart, then it's a bit harder. Um, what's the seating situation next to them? there's a few different types of chairs again it's sort of it's the three different types that i've mentioned there you've got your straight back which is maybe a cushion for comfort you've got the sort of almost lounge armchair kind of thing that wakanga sat in and these reclining sofa that jobel sat in there's only one of the reclining sofas but there are probably quite a few of the hardback chairs that you can easily move around okay well um so silicone start with she'll go sit next to wakanga mm-hmm. but not super 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 close but just is uncomfortably awkward and weird mm-hmm. not weird yeah a not weird distance not yeah. too far away but not too obviously not too weird but not too obvious it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that distance it's yeah. about 48 centimetres <laughs> give or take uh, so direct it's not very yeah. much at all I, yeah. I mean I mean six inches <laughs> oh. anyway uh, so you're sitting oh, so you're sitting over next to <laughs> So you're sitting over next to Wakanga. Hello, Wakanga. So, um, Why, hello, my dear. 
<laughs> I've never seen one of these fights um, in, a, in a proper coliseum before. I've seen lots of fights, but um, this coliseum is quite special. I mean, is there uh, any fights going on today that you recommend um, maybe putting your bet on? Or, um, is there anybody particularly spectacular that I should be um, looking out for? Well, Kanga sort of strokes his beard for a second and says, well, the two main events for today are a fight later, a wildlife fight, so to speak, uh, between a pack of velociraptors and a full-grown tiger, which should be quite interesting. The tiger, of course, has, you know, the size advantage, but in a pack, velociraptors are vicious, vicious creatures. Would be an interesting one to, to place a bet on. Oh, that sounds like an interesting one. I mean, is there any odds on that one at all? Or is there, um, do you know who the favourite is or anything like that? Or because they're animals, it's probably hard to tell. Personally, it is not my own area. I, for myself, would perhaps maybe wager, hmm, let's say, one in three chance that the tiger survives. Betting is usually set by the person you are betting with. There's an element of haggling involved if you are betting say uh, discreetly with an independent source if you were going through one of the you know more established bookies around Portney and Zara for any of the races or the fights uh, they tend to have a lot more um, shall we say standardised forms of bets but in most instances you can haggle to set the odds yourself well um, I'm new to all of this you see and uh, have you put any bets on today no, for myself, I simply enjoy the thrill of watching the animals fight. Though, I suppose, and he sort of has a half-sideways glance at you, I could be persuaded to have a flutter. Well, how about, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that with you and your experience, you're an experienced man, I can tell. Um, and she's kind of looking all, trying to do big doe-eye vulnerability. She clearly isn't, but, you know, she's, she's doing that kind of face. Um, mm-hmm. I get that. <laughs> and she says, <laughs> so are you um, trying to are you essentially trying to deceive him into thinking that you're innocent? No, not really. It's just more the thing that women sometimes do. Is just, I, well, I that's don't deception. know. I was about to say that sounds like but, deception to me. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can work out what's the best thing for it. So, um, but if, how about um, if you tell me what like the minimum bets usually are? How about if I give you some gold pieces for that? Because I trust you. How about you um, put the bet on for me and show me how it's done? She lightly touches him, very, very lightly brushes him with the ends of her fingertips, just on his arm. I do want a deception, I think, if you're if you're essentially trying to convince him that you know nothing of this, she essentially. Know a lot about bet- well, she doesn't know a lot about betting, generally, but you know, it's a part of it's true. But like- Part of it is true. Give it an advantage, then. Okay. It's not a big lie that you're telling here, basically. Um, ooh, 18. Cool. So that and deception, you say. So, 20. Yep. Dirty 20. 20. Dirty 20. Mm-hmm. I'm only okay. a poor little woman. Can you help me, please? I've never Put heard of that. Pretty please. Pretty please. Wakanga seems uh, terribly obliging. Whether or not that is because he believes you or not, you're not entirely sure. And he tells you that for the legitimate bookies... The amount you can place on a wager can range from one copper piece to 500 gold pieces. However, again, for like a private bet, say if you were to just bet with Wakanga, say on the outcome of the fight below, um, Mm -hmm. that is a lot more loose because it's not actually backed up by an official bookie. So you could literally, you could bet as much or as little as you wanted and essentially haggle over the wages. 
Well, I totally have over 500 gold right now. Totally. <laughs> but, um, so, Silicle will bet 20 gold pieces. You want to bet 20 gold pieces? What are you betting on? She's going to leave that for a hanger to choose. Nice. What? Mm. <laughs> All right, so okay. A thing going on here as well. She's giving that to him for him to... You're just trying to make it so you can blame him when you lose. Yeah. <laughs> he, he won't want to be blamed. Your so, fault, Wakanga. Um, mm. You lost all my money, Wakanga. What did you do? Ah, well, my, oh, my legs are crossed. Why are my legs crossed? Hmm. I don't know. Why are your legs crossed? <laughs> um, what, is, um, what is happening here? Uh, <laughs> so, in essence, what's happening here, just to, just to make it nice and plain, because I'm not entirely sure how to flowery language this, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. I have a little table here with a bunch of different odds and each odd has a different dice I'd like you to roll to determine whether or not you win your bet Um, because you've left it up to Wakanga I Mm -hmm. think hang on let me just roll a wisdom for Wakanga how wise is he while he's betting how wise is he (laughs) how smart is he oh he got a natural one okay (laughs) oh god yeah He's got some make it up to do. <laughs> you could be he's lucky. He's going to make himself look stupid. Yeah. You could not be lucky. Not with a natural one, he's not. Not with a natural one, he's not. No, so I no, think... No, well, it, it, that's only intelligence, though, isn't it? Or, or his wisdom, should I say, as to uh, whether or not he's picking a winner. That is a good point. So, okay, so what I'm going to do is say that Much since, he's, luck, since yeah. he's rolled so poorly there... He is going to bet on the longest odds, so you could potentially get the best payout, but it's the least likely to win. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. So, (laughs) Natalia, I would like you to roll a D8 for me, please. Here it goes. Four. (laughs) Nope, you are 20 gold pieces down. So I think. Oh. So let's say let's say he went for something outlandish. So that's going to be say that on the fighting that you're watching, he essentially was betting that in the next two minutes the pink side would win, as they seemed to be on the advantage when he made the bet. And yeah, that just that didn't happen. They struggled and they you know they pulled ahead a little bit, but they didn't quite secure the victory in time. So that unfortunately that has just been lost. As this happens, uh, as as the pink side loses, uh, Percival turns around, goes over to the drinks bar again, mm-hmm. and, and as he's walking over, he just says, "Only an idiot would have bet on those guys," and he didn't even know that they put it, <laughs> bet on. Yes, yeah. Silicree, <laughs> <laughs> Silicree. It's like while while um, it's been what she's sat there quite excited, like watching that. Like, um, so while mm. you know while that whole fight's going on, and she's asking um, the hanger the thing. You know, Oh, 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 what's he doing now? Oh, does that count? Or what, what points do they get for that and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Is um, he just beat the shit out of each other? <laughs> yeah, probably. But there's a several of me now. You just need it. So this particular one is known, funnily enough, as Control. So if any of you have ever played uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, yeah. yeah, this might sound familiar, but essentially the arena has a number of different areas in it. And the two teams have to try and control all four areas that are in the arena but the trouble is they don't have enough people to effectively defend each area mm-hmm. the minute one team start taking over more areas they lose the amount of people that they're defending in each area and it's easier for the other team to sort of mob another area so it's something of a battle of attrition which has a set amount of time to you know prevent it just going on forever but uh, sort of like football but just with swords 
I, I don't mean it like that. It's not like football at all. It's got nothing to do with football, but it's sort of like, <laughs> that's the kind of energy. It's that kind of like, you yeah. know, it's the teams are clearly like, you can hear there's shouting for the different teams. It's probably like from different districts of Portney mm-hmm. and Zaro are sort of being represented. It's that, that kind of, it's that kind of level of enthusiasm is what I'm going for. So, Siliqui, even though she's getting the impression that they lost, she, you know, she's not a hundred percent because it's, she's not really done much of the way best. Well, the telling, the telling part is when Wakanga, who's sort of like anxiously checking a little like egg timer he's pr- produced from nowhere, um, <laughs> has, uh, um, has, uh, has sort of like he just kind of he, the sand trickles out and he just goes, "Bugger." I'm sorry, my dear. <laughs> she looks at Wakanga and says, Oh, did we win? Uh, no, my dear, I'm afraid. We have lost our bet. There's still time for the for the pink team, of course. Uh, let's call them the let's call them the flying hawks. Oh, that's disappointing. Indeed. And she looks slightly Not full Flying in. so much anymore. <laughs> Jobal, who actually took the bet from Wakanga, um, is just there just kind of laughing and just says, You never were a very good bet at Wakanga. <laughs> so a Jobal, um, I assume there's other fights coming up. Um, I mean, do you have any hot tips or the fights that you personally recommend betting on? Obviously, I'm not very good at this. I um, It's my first time. Well, and he sort of gives you another sort of sidelong glance. He sort of says, mm, I would say if you want a safe bet, I'd, I'd bet against the Velociraptors when they fight the tiger. Velociraptors are vicious creatures. And we have three of them fighting one. As Wakanga was saying earlier to you, t- Tiger's got the size, but the Velociraptors have the speed. Mm. So betting against them. So betting on the Tiger to win. I would say that would be a... Uh, that would, Yes, yes, that would. I just yeah. realised I've completely buggered um. up what I was doing there, but yes. Uh, yes, yes, that would... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kenne, are you betting on any of these? Would you bet on the tiger compared to a Velociraptor? Mm, it depends on whether or not the tiger manages to get in a good hit early. If it can, before the Velociraptors learn, then, well, two Velociraptors are easier to kill than three. It's a wise old saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mother used to tell me that one. Personally, I'd vote for the tiger. Okay. Well, um, as I've already lost some... She ever so slightly glances over at Wakanga, but not too bitterly, but still kind of... Hmm. You are. Um, <laughs> mm, thank you. Yeah. Um, she crosses her legs, but she crosses her legs so there's... They're, you know, like you've got crossing towards someone and crossing away from them. She crosses her legs away from them, <laughs> away from Wakanga. I've got and you. And says yep. to Jobel, um, can I put 10 gold pieces down on the tiger? Please. Of course you may put your ten gold pieces down on the tiger. Anybody else wishing for a flutter while we're at it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, put me down for thirty. Thirty? On the tiger? On the tiger? Um, no, I'll tell you what, tell you what. I'll go for twenty, but on the velociraptors. Ah, oh, okay. I personally think tigers, they're all encompassing, and I think they're a magnificent beast, and she looks... The without... velociraptors are quick. But as she says it, she looks slightly at Rana. Rana looks between the two of them, and then, like, taps himself on the head, and then throws a peanut at Siliqui. Little Stevie, who would you <laughs> like to... Stevie. I don't know. Um, I think we called him Stevie earlier, so Stevie. Um, really, Stevie, would you like to bet? Who, who would you pick? Would you pick 
And then she puts one hand out and says, the tiger? Or would you pick the Velociraptors? The two merchant princes, are there just sort of shrugging at each other again? Just kind of like, what is going on? <laughs> Stevie, Stevie looks between the two hands. Uh, sort of one hand and then the other hand. Please don't uh, and then And then points at both hands. <laughs> one on each. Uh, yes. You okay. can't bet on both. I mean, technically right. he can. <laughs> also, also bearing in mind that technically Stevie is a monkey and doesn't have money. <laughs> he just starts tugging on Zibby's beard, going, <laughs> and making, making money symbols with his fingers. <laughs> Stevie considers and then points at the Velociraptor hand. Oh. Okay. So we have so um, we have a peanut on the Velociraptor. We have. Can we put? <laughs> I, I'll put some on for Stevie. I'll put um, two gold pieces on for Stevie. Well, uh, is it, uh, when, uh, if we if we can take it as canon that he was made, he was sort of tugging on Zibby's beard, making money money hands. That would that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zibby sort of, uh, <laughs> looks at him and uh, sort of raises an eyebrow. And he's like, oh, we're back to that. Then are we again, Steve? Oh. <laughs> right. This is the last time. We're not doing this again. You remember the problems we had in Waterdeep with this? You were a very bad monkey. Stevie. <laughs> Stevie sort of pantomimes ducking behind Zibby's head out of sight, sort of in between the back of Zibby's head and the shield. Does that um, mean you could just see a floating top hat? And then, and then there's a pause, and and then a small handful of uh, like peanut shells, like arcs over top, sort of over Zibby's head, and just falls falls onto his face. Nuts to you, Zibby. <laughs> so, like I said, this the last time we're not doing it again. So he pulls out a stack ten gold pieces, and he said, "If you can't beat them, join them," and puts another ten gold pieces down next to it. So it's ten for me and ten for Steve. Is that on the on the Velociraptors? Dangerous mm. bets all round. Okay, so uh, so sorry. I need to I need to double check because I realise I should have been writing this down and I didn't. I don't have a people, <laughs> I don't have a pen and paper to to hand. Oh, that's um, just rookie. <laughs> it is just rookie. It's again. I believe I've had this issue a couple of times. I've got too used to roll twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Sorry. So on Team Velociraptor. Uh, we have except for me <laughs> everyone except for Siliqui so uh, sorry so I've got 20 and technically I've got 20 as well yeah I had two and a peanut <laughs> well no I was, I was I was paying instead of instead of uh, Siliqui putting two gold pieces down there, there there was the whole sort of argument with the peanuts and the um, so it's 10 <laughs> I put down 10 in your name so 10 and a peanut for um... 10 and a peanut <laughs> Ten um, and a yeah. peanut. Did you get a bigger peanut? Did you get more and more peanuts? I don't know. So sorry. So ten and so ten and they a peanut for that. Toby and Nick. You've just put ten down. Is that right? Ten. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Ten for me and ten for Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Just because I love yeah. this mentality is just yeah. I am keeping them separate because yeah. If if he if he wins, he gets back however much extra in peanuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so what you're saying is like if, if if Steve wins this, he 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 could become like you know like the world's first like monkey peanut magnate. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially as the peanuts weren't his Just, in the first place. But doesn't you know, matter. You, you can see him like <laughs> you know anyway. you know he's got he's got a howdah on the back of a dinosaur with a throne <laughs> constructed of peanut shells, and he's got his top okay. hat and he's got his bevy of other beautiful monkeys around mm. him. I like the it. The little image of a peanut on front of his top hat. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, this can work. And one monocle, so he's a bit like Mr. Peanut. Yeah, it <laughs> says in monkey, you know, you may call me Lord Peanut. He's a monkey oligarch. Yeah. Uh, the, mo- <laughs> the monkey oligarch. What a great name for an educational children's book on economics. Um, <laughs> So, here's Steve. Steve's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so what I'm going to say for this, uh, sorry, Natalie, you had 20 gold pieces on the no, tiger, ten. yeah? Ten. ten. I had ten because um, somebody spent 20 of mine already. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to say for this, because the Velociraptors and the tiger are sort of, they're meant to be fairly evenly well matched what I'm going to say is that it's a 1 in 2 chance for either to win okay um, so I would like um, Natalia mm-hmm. can you roll me a D wait now hang on I'm going to do this hmm. um, you, you could roll and then hang on I know, I know how to do this we won't know oh that's a good point yeah what you roll and then we roll and then see who gets higher or something no if, if Greg oh. rolls overall because it's not up to us we, d- we don't have okay. any, uh, any say in whether or not our velociraptors or tigers are kicking ass unless somebody's been doping them <laughs> somebody been doping them <laughs> we did just get that, that truth series okay I've decided how I'm going to do this so there's a quiet tension in the air the original two teams that were fighting they've clearly finished up pink has won um but more through the fact that they are able to control more area um not because they outright won they clear the arena and there's a murmur of excitement the crowd has something of a tension building in the air all three of the merchant princes also sort of crowd forward and sit up even Jobel sits up a little straighter to watch as the commentator comes out and calls out to the rest of the coliseum saying ladies and gentlemen we now have our wild fight. On the one hand, we have the Slayer. The Slayer of many a gladiator in this ring so far. The mighty and undefeated Tiger of Shoshin. And the gate opens at one end and this tiger comes out. And even from this distance, you can see it's quite a large tiger, quite a big specimen. It's clearly got a few scars on it. Siliqui goes, <gasps> oh. And, and grabs whoever's sitting next to her, which I'm assuming is Percy, and she hasn't noticed. She just grabs her arm with excitement. I, I, I like the <laughs> idea of Percival's feet are just up on the on the wall just in front, and she grabs his legs. <laughs> but, <It's> like, <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> it's exciting. And as the commentator, who was in the ring and has, you know, started to step out of the ring very hastily as the creature has been allowed into it, versus our new challengers... The three amigos and the other side opens and out steps these velociraptors. I can't go with these names off the top of my head. Shut up. Um, they have, they've all got sombreros on. I love that they, yeah, they've got sombreros on. And- they come out and these velociraptors have clearly been painted up. One has got sort of like a yellowish paint across their face. The other has blue and the last one has red. And these velociraptors come out. There's a little bit of a shriek as they sort of look around, taking the cheering crowd. And then they see the tiger on the other side. There's a quiet moment as the two either side of red start to fan out. They're clearly, you know, trying to sort of get the edge on it. And then almost at the same time, both of them rush forward and 
Siliqui, I would like you to roll a d6 for me, please. Five. I'm pretty sure that Steve Martin and Chevy Chase is getting in there quick. <laughs> they are. And then, what's the other one? Martin Short. That's the other one, isn't it? Yeah, Martin Short. He's the other one. He's in the back. <laughs> Go on, Tiger. I don't know the tiger's name. As the tiger as the tiger moves forward, it changes direction and goes to attack one of the flanking velociraptors, but misses and takes a scratch as the lead velociraptor that was facing it comes in from the side, whirls uh, to try and attack. And Nick, can I get a roll of a d6 from you, please? Oh, fine. Okay, as the tiger lashes out, the uh, velociraptor has to back up, shrieking as it goes as the claws just sort of like flash right in front of its face very nearly scratching it but just just missing the tiger turns roars and pounces towards another velociraptor natalia give me another d6 by this point she's got her feet up on the chair like she's squatting on the chair excited it's just all fives good lord (laughs) yeah five 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 okay um Again, it lunges towards the Velociraptor, and for a second you think the Velociraptor must crumple under the uh, weight of this tiger as it bears down upon it. But the Velociraptor sort of does this weird little roll and actually moves out of the way. And as the tiger lands, it sort of comes up with its fangs bared. Percival, can I get a D6 from you? You may. How's Steve going, hey? Natural one! <laughs> Natural one! It's okay, it's only D6. It's a bit easier to get a one on that one. <laughs> okay. It, okay. it clamps its jaws around the neck of the tiger, and you can see it comes <gasps> no! away. And this is the uh, this is the blue one, and you can see now that it is it's get off more is is more is tinged with the red blood from the tiger the tiger roars but it's not as powerful as before it's more of a shriek Ooh, which one was that was that martin short you wouldn't put it you wouldn't put it past him would you I put, she puts her other hand down on machine and wakanga still sat next to me she grabs his arm and puts her hand over her voice. i can't look i can, i got to look i can't oh <laughs> The tiger yowls in frustration and strikes out. Natalia, give me another d6, please. Three. Three. Now you can see that it's it's starting to weaken. Its its attack isn't as strong as the ones from before. The velociraptor moves out of the way as you see this other one leap from behind as if to jump onto the tiger's back. Toby, can you give me a d6? With uh, with that roll, that was a natural one from Rana, um, and the uh, Velociraptor mm. jumps up and it lands on the it lands on the tiger's back and begins to just savage away with both claw and tooth at the back of this tiger. Ooh, Chevy Chase has got an issue. The tiger rears up to try and uh, get it off, but you see the sort of the long claws of the Velociraptor just sink in, and as it as it goes up, as it sort of exposes its underside, the other two Velociraptors come in and knock it over. After that, it's just blood and viscera. Oh, this is horrible to watch. Oh, the poor thing. The velociraptors oh. are successful. And Don't look, Stevie. The crowd is going wild. There are definitely a few that are, you know, clearly clearly upset and frustrated. Um, but the velociraptors have won the day. Newcomers, as the announcer calls out. But they have indeed succeeded and they have 
earned a mighty kill, bringing low one of the favourites for the Colosseum for the past few weeks. I guess I'll have to find a new tiger. And with that, Siliqui, I am afraid you lose your next ten gold pieces. Um, (laughs) Percival, you receive... Hello. uh, Percival, so you receive back your wager, um, and you also receive Mm -hmm. an additional twenty pieces. Nick, you receive an additional ten pieces. Um, as well as for Toby, you receive ten pieces and two peanuts. <laughs> Fantastic! I'm just I'm I'm just creating a custom item uh, to add a single peanut to my inventory on the ingredients. <laughs> so, two peanuts, two peanuts. Two peanuts. Yes. Together now, he's no, got three. It's, it's, three now. Three Steve, Stevie immediately eats one uh, and then holds the other one up, almost like um, like, like the <laughs> No, like um, like like Simba on Pride Rock. He like holds it up to the arena, to the light, and then it just dis- and then he and then he, he squirrels it away somewhere. Um, so um, I need to type for a minute. So I'll turn my mic off because I need, I need to add um, yeah. uh, celebratory peanuts to my. It's important. <laughs> it's his medal. Brilliant. It's his Brilliant. peanut medal. Yep. Yep. So the queen looks at Jobo yep. and says, "I can't cut a break today. It's, uh, even the monkey's got better luck than I have." <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Just for uh, just for later, uh, just so we got it all squared. What I'd do is, um, when when we leave, I'll just give uh, Rana ten gold pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, exactly. What would have happened if you'd lost and refused to pay? I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure if the leg breakers would come after you for not paying one peanut. Send Zibi after. This, yeah. This <laughs> 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 is like find that bloody monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn up and you guys are just like what monkey we've never seen a monkey <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for Steve Ron has still got the purple across his cheeks you know and the, t- and the tiniest top hat on his head <laughs> <laughs> just later you see somebody sees him walking around with that top hat on and they're just like hang on a minute I've seen that top hat before um, that belongs to Steve yeah, no you've never seen it in your life <laughs> give that top hat back to Steve you stole it um there is one more main fight. That was the penultimate fight of the evening. The last sort of showcase is a pack of ghouls versus a wizard. So if you wanted to do that again and make more bets, you can do. How, how long have we been here? Uh, you guys would yeah. now have been there. You're verging on, yeah, definitely an hour and a half. You're sort of actually, that is a good point. You're probably getting fairly close to the end. Stevie um, starts uh, rapidly slapping Zibby in the back of the head. <laughs> Um, Zippy, um, I do need to go and get a couple of things in town. Um, would you like me to take Stevie with you, uh, with me, while I go and go do do my bit of shopping? So Zippy reaches behind him, grabs Steve by the uh, scruff of the neck, and sort of hands him to Siliqui and goes, "Just make sure he doesn't escape. You remember the problems we had last time." I, I remember. Just as um, just as he's sort of being passed over the top of Zippy's head. Um, <laughs> Stevie lunges forward and grabs up the remaining sack of peanuts that he'd carefully <laughs> nested in the back and top of Zibby's head. Uh, yeah, he sort of touches them to his chest and some of them like like spill over onto the ground and stuff. Zibby turns around and looks at him and goes, I thought they were mine. Share and share alike. I thought that was rent. Stevie does that like that big monkey grin with fangs that the one in Ventura does. Yeah. Just before he does something he shouldn't and then tries to fit all of the peanuts he's holding into his mouth at the same time. All of them. <laughs> like a chipmunk. 
apart from the victory peanut, which has disappeared into an as of yet undisclosed location. Roll me a constitution check. <laughs> okay. Have I got to hit your back again? Yeah. Hold on one second. I need to find out the constitution of a small monkey. One Alas, second. Piranha, we knew him well. He choked to death on peanuts while transformed into a monkey. <laughs> It'd probably be the same as a normal ape because we didn't have any other thing, did we? So it was um, scared by ape. Uh, constitution is is ten apparently from the D and D wiki. So zero. So it's there's a plus zero, but yeah. Okay, here give we me, go. Give me a roll. Straight roll. Nat twenty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. Fucking nailed it. Yep. yep. He's fine. His mouth's completely overstretched, but he's fine. Yep. You have no ability to speak with this in your mouth, but you, yes, yeah. you have all of them in your mouth. He's putting all of the nuts in his mouth, and he actually find, finds more nuts already in his mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somehow he's fitted more than he actually had. Somehow, uh, Stevie's mouth is a miniature bag of holding. Um, it has, <laughs> it's a pocket dimension which somehow spawns additional peanuts. It's really peculiar. Yeah, he keeps putting the peanuts in, and yet his mouth doesn't get any bigger. Is he just eating them? But no, they're still there. <laughs> they can come out again. It's weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, excellent. moving so, yeah. on. Um, I will. Um, so, can I? I? I see you tomorrow. It would be lovely to spend some time with your job. Well, thank you very much for inviting us. Uh, Zibby's going to stay for a bit, but I do need to go and get to. Um, the shops but I, I will be speaking to you again as well about the guides they've been really useful I'm I'm sad that I didn't win anything today but I suppose you know I didn't have beginner's luck today oh. Wakanga and she just <laughs> waits a while looking at him yes well I guess I'll see you at some point soon um better have my money and then she just <laughs> pleasure as always <laughs> and slightly hmm not really miffed, but a little bit. Hmm, I remember that. I gotcha. I'm not sure I've seen her snippy before. <laughs> Joe Ball points out that Azon is usually available via Golden Throne, the seat of the Merchant Prince, which, as you would know, is this building over here. Oh, yeah. So should you want to make use of him to find the other guides in the city, you can uh, contact him there. Um, and mm-hmm. Ekene just sort of gives you a friendly wave and says, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Splendid. It's been eye-opening. I must dash. So are you just are you heading out and just saying you'll just meet up with the others when you get? <laughs> oh God! Uh, when when, what, when they go to the Temple of Severus, um, <laughs> it's just the victory peanut that um, <laughs> Rana's got. No, victory peanut. Yep. <laughs> <Victory> peanut. <laughs> Amazing. It has a full description as well uh, in the details <laughs> as to what it is and how it was won and how much he's value- how much he values it. Is that, is that something you're going to try and barter for later? Anyway, regardless, um, I know you said there that you wanted to go and um, uh, visit the shop, Silicon. Is that all you're really um, wanting to do in the meantime before going to the Temple of Severus? Um, she might just have a wander around um, yeah. in the souk, uh, the Grand Souk, but she says to the others, I'll, um, I'll meet you outside, um, whatever it is, the place that they're going with grandfathers, you know, to meet grandfathers at Hembe. Mm-hmm. Um, meet, meet you outside you at- in a minute. Well... Uh, uh, not quite in a minute, but you know, we're now. We're, we're, are you are you staying as well, Percival? Well, I figured I should probably hang out with uh, Zibby here. The Zipster, yes. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'd be quite interested to see this um, uh, this wizard. Personally, I would probably bet on the wizard to win rather than the ghouls, but my luck today probably be the other way. So um, that that would be my um, assumption. I don't like ghouls. <laughs> 
I guessed. So uh, you guys head off. Um, I'm assuming Rana, she's I'm, um, got Rana on her shoulder or something. Or I was going to say, Rana, are you are you just basically going to stick with Siliqui for that time as well? I think I think yes. Um, obviously, I think as soon as um, Siliqui gets out of the Colosseum um, and there is a, Run around the corner a, and hide. A, yeah. a, an unobserved nook or alleyway, mm-hmm. Stevie will um, sort of jump off the shoulder, shimmy into the alleyway, and then mysteriously emerge as Rana. Um, Mouth full to bursting with peanuts. Um, <laughs> it is, Rana can't actually he can't hold them all in his mouth. They're actually dribbling down his front. Um, so how, how the tiny monkey fitted it in is uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so that he he walks out sort of nonchalantly munching on all these peanuts and uh, yeah, just pats one of the little pouches fondly as he walks off. Uh, as he walks, <laughs> with his victory peanut in. Okay, then. Siliqui reminds him that he's got purple on his face as well. Uh, Rana looks pleased that he's been reminded of this and just looked proud and doesn't do anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Rana pauses, lifts up, and then removes a very small hat that's perched in the middle of his head <laughs> and then sort of tucks it into another pouch uh, and keeps it for later in case it's needed. Yep. <laughs> I'm adding that to my inventory as well. Oh, for yep. God's sake. <laughs> okay, right. Oh.